All right. Welcome back to the interns, Hope Church Ramba podcast. I am Jesse Brumfield. And I'm Isaac Little. And we are two Americans living on mission in Wales. And um, this is this is our journey. And we're inviting you to come along with us on it. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. So Isaac, I know you had some thoughts about um, seasons and different seasons of life. Do you want to get us started with that? Yeah. Um, so I was just thinking about seasons. Uh, I just thought about the conversation that we had uh, in the staff meeting or wait, sorry, life together with uh, Simon and Ben. And what is and, life together? Uh, life together is uh, a book that we're currently reading for um, like our theological comp- topic conversation and Christian living just to explore something beyond uh, the Bible. And so uh, as we were talking, one of the things that um, was brought up was how we treat one another. And so I was thinking of uh, First Peter chapter 4. Um, it just popped in my head. Verse 9 is, uh, cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay. Um, God has given you each a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts, use them well and serve one another. And so I was just thinking like every season that we're in and right now, you know, this season of trouble and the COVID virus, um, I think everybody can use a little bit of more hospitality and loving kindness to one another. So just, just to edify everybody, or even if you're not a Christian, like um, don't be afraid to, to help somebody else or think the best of them. Yeah. yeah. So I think like um, when I think of the word hospitality, immediately my mind goes to having someone over to my home, like having someone over for a meal or just to hang out. Um, obviously we can't do a lot of that right now. So how do you think of hospitality in this time of quarantine do you have ideas on how we can still be hospitable yeah as you're interacting with people throughout the week you know in that line of keeping your two meter distance or um you know wearing a mask when you go out and um those interactions when you have to go out in the public to be as courteous as possible you know um asking your neighbors do you need help knocking on, you know, being able to go get groceries for, you know, a family that is trying to self-isolate because their, you know, their kids have, you know, one of the kids, let's just say has asthma and um, one of the the adults just got over uh, having pneumonia, you know, or I mean, uh, sorry, um, what's that one with the lungs that's less than pneumonia? Um, Bronchitis. Bronchitis, yeah. So, so let's say that they have lung issues, you know, one of the parents. So, you know, an entire family doesn't want to go out um, or they, they're trying to self-isolate because of the present circumstances. Um, the one way that you could be hospitable is just letting your neighbor know that you're available to, to help them and, you know, do something as simple as go get groceries or, you know, um, things like that, that type of act of kindness. Um, when you're, you know, yeah, cause it's really easy to, 
or then stop watching the news is uh, throughout the entire day because that's just going to make you upset. Interesting, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I um. Those are my thoughts. I last week had to go to the drugstore to pick up a couple of things, and I uh, wore. Well, it's not really a mask. It's like a cloth headband, but it's wider, and so it kind of. I can wear it around my face and it covers my nose and mouth. It's, uh, my rigged. Is it a gator? Rigged... Is it a no, gator? No, no. Oh. It's just like a normal cloth headband that I, I don't know. I never really use it, but I thought that could work as a mask. And so I wore that and I felt so silly. I started to feel silly because I was the only person in the drugstore that was wearing one. And I felt, I'm looking around and I'm thinking, is it just me, you know, here in the States, CDC guidelines or to wear a mask when you go out in public? And so I have a group chat with some of my girlfriends here in Florida and a couple of them are nurses. And, and so I texted them and I was like, am I, am I wrong? Like, is it weird? Is it overkill for me to wear a mask? Is this like nobody else was wearing one? And my girlfriend, Carrie, um, responded and just switched my view on it. And so here's like just a a tiny piece of maybe how we can look at being hospitable during these times. She said, look at that. I was wearing a mask as saying to the person that is checking you out at the grocery store or at the drugstore or in the drive-thru or whatever it is that you care about them. Like saying, hey, I care about you and I thank you for being here and working and you're not going to catch a virus from me. And Mm. that just totally shifted my thoughts about it. And I think like even those just little things that we can do in a time like this, and it's a little bit weird because I'm used to smiling and saying thank you to people and then you're wearing a mask and nobody can see your smile. So what do you do? Um... Yeah, but I just loved, I loved that she said that. And uh, yeah, so it can be little things. It can be little and big things. Do you have your, um, do you have your makeshift um, bandana thing in arm's length? I don't. (laughs) You don't? (laughs) It's in the, it's in the dirty laundry. Cause every time I I have a couple of them. So every time I wear them, I bring them home and I wash them. Cause I think Mm. that's what you're supposed to do anyway. So sorry, we Isaac and I are recording this on Zoom, so he and I can see each other. Um, yes. So he probably wants to see this mask and make fun of me, is why he's asking. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, I want to see I want to see it in action. <laughs> next time, next time I'll have it. Okay. Uh, um, yeah. So I had some thoughts too on on just this season, and obviously it's something it's brand new to all of us. None of us have ever done this before. Like nobody knows Mm. how to do this well or right. And I really feel strongly that there, there isn't a lot of right and wrong in this season. And you know, how it looks for me and Isaac is very different than how it looks for a lot of you listening. You might be parents with small children or grown children. You might be married without children. You might be single and living alone. Isaac and I are both single, but living with someone else right now. So that is even different. Um, 
you might be with a large family or a small family, who knows, there are lots of different circumstances. And so that shows up a lot differently for different people. Um, But one thing that's just been on my mind is that I don't, I don't want to come out of this period of shelter in place or at home quarantine, whatever you want to call it, and be the same as when I went in. I feel like God has a lot to teach all of us in this season. And I don't know quite what that is yet. And I think it could be different for everyone, but I think that he's giving us all an opportunity to slow down and to be more still than we usually are. Um, And again, if you have little kids, this is probably not a huge season of slowing for you. You might be working and homeschooling, um, but all of our calendars have slowed down regardless. We're not running from activity to activity. We're not going out and meeting friends or going to the gym or even going to church on a Sunday, like our commute time and all of that has been, been cut down. And so we all have a little bit of margin that we didn't have before. And I just think it's an invitation. I really feel strongly that that God is inviting us to spend that time with him and to slow down. Is there, is there one, is there one way, what, should say what is one way that uh that you are learning to do that like during this season is there is there anything that has stuck out to you thus far it's interesting because i think this has been a theme for me really since i moved to wales because it's been a slowing of sorts all along the way i came from a more corporate background and like nine to five. And then I was, I had plans every night, you know, going and doing stuff and serving at my church and just a really packed full calendar. And moving to Wales, there's, even before I came home, like it was full, but it's a different sort of full. I can't really it's hard for me to put words around, but there's a slowing. There was just a slowing that I experienced uh, because ministry is more relational. It's about people and it's about connecting with people. It's not about checking tasks off of a list and here's my work product for today or this week or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And Y'all, a lot of people that know me are going to be probably rolling their eyes, but I've really resonated with John Mark Comer's work recently, like listening to the Bridgetown Daily podcast that his church is putting out. I read his book. Um, Oh my gosh, the title is leaving me. The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry right before quarantine started, which is really interesting. It's just interesting the way that God has lined this up. So for me, I've been like Easter weekend, I deleted social media from my phone. I didn't get on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been unsubscribed. I'm a avid podcast listener and I've been unsubscribing from a lot of podcasts and trying to cure like... <laughs> 
the Isaac Spacey's kidding <laughs> Because I just feel like I'm taking in too much. It feels yeah. like there are too many voices. And yeah, so I don't know. I don't really know how to answer right now. I just, it's like this kind of stirring in me and it's small things. Um, and it's hard for me because I'm very type A and I'm a doer and I like to accomplish things and I like to check things off a list. And uh, it's it's a hard lesson for me to learn. It's easier for me to physically slow than it is for me to mentally slow. Does that make sense? Yeah. So. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. But we're all learning things, I think. Yeah. The, the different things that are just because of the virus that we're doing in this, in this time frame. I was just thinking about how much, how much time, you know, that I've, I spend outside and now, now that I, or with other people just in general. And now that I can't do it, I'm like, I, I, I want to spend, you know, hours outside. Um, and I think that that just, started when we were children you know my my dad literally made us kids go outside and play um until supper like it was Same. why you know, it's like summertime it was what are you guys doing inside go outside and play and it was, it was there were sometimes dad told us you know five or six times like in a day because we try to sneak inside and you know i don't know how p- parents have ears like some amazing ears and eyes in the back of their head. So, you know, my dad would hear us and be like, what are you guys doing? I do not want to catch you inside this house again. <laughs> Go outside and play or I'm spanking you. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, just that instillment that my uncles and my dad, um, every Sunday we would gather together during football season, American football season, and uh, we would watch, you know, um, the, all the games. And so my uncles, my cousins that are all roughly my age, um, you know, we, we're always uh, active, you know, and, and now that, you know, I'm at home and most of the time I needed to spend is in isolation or at home because of the, you know, the, the guidelines that the UK has provided for us and honoring the, the, you know, the, the government's decision of only exercising once a day. <laughs> What's the, is it an hour? That's the limit. I, I do not know the limit. Um, I, I mean, there was one day where I did a bike ride, where it was um, in total one hour one way, and then I stopped and went the other way. You know, uh, don't back. incriminate yourself, Isaac. I didn't spend. Uh, the cool <laughs> thing was I didn't. I didn't run into, but maybe like three people, and all the people that I ran into while doing this exercise in the mountains, um, I, I kept my distance. You know. Um, Hear that, Did, Boris Johnson? It's, don't <laughs> arrest him. Yeah, it's like I, de- I, I stayed extra feet away. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Um, but I, I was, I was doing the physical workout. It wasn't like I was, you know. Um, yeah. Shopping at Asda, you know, or yeah. 
uh, as does like the Walmart of the UK for anybody yes. in America. For our American friends. What is going to happen if football season does not happen because of coronavirus? Like, what are we going to do? American football, which let's be real. It's the real football. Sorry, guys. I mean, what are we going to do? It'll it'll be good for the Dallas Cowboys. (laughs) (laughs) For the Jags, too, probably. (laughs) (laughs) We went no walks of shames. So just to give uh, everybody a heads up, I was raised a Dallas Cowboys fan. Even though Um, he's from Indiana. (laughs) Even though I'm from Indiana. Yeah. it's a, it was my dad's fault. <laughs> Are Texas and Indiana even close to each other? In our hearts. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't count. Oh, yeah. So we just, uh, I, I, yeah. Grew up on that. I will mourn. I will mourn football season if have. we don't have it. I got us a little off topic there. I guess I should reel us back in. So what we're going to chat about, like for the bulk of the episode today, is how life for us looks different in light of coronavirus. I don't even know. I felt like we were supposed to call it COVID-19, but a lot of people still call it coronavirus. I'm not sure the proper term. Give us grace there. But it is a global pandemic. We are all in quarantine, most of the world. So how does life look different for like and it's going to look a lot different for me and Isaac um just so my first statement my first statement is effective immediately as of April 15th uh, a very important study of on anthropology which is a study of you know social uh, interactions and everything and the psychological effects of being American suggests I'm still not an expert so I am just disclaiming that right now, I am not an expert at all on any of this. <laughs> Especially I don't when it think comes to... <laughs> neither of us are. <laughs> I, I think, actually, the only thing that I thought about calling it COVID-19, um, the, uh, the beer company, Corona, would really appreciate that. Because <laughs> they don't, True. They're, they're probably really dissatisfied being linked with uh, the same name. Probably, probably. But Um, so Isaac, do you want to start us off and and talk to us about how your responsibilities and schedule look different? Yeah, they look different um, in a number of ways. One way is uh, a food bank now that I've been, now that we are secluded, um, we just do, instead of doing in drop-ins where people would come and uh, pick up the parcels, we actually deliver them. And so um, adhering to all the guidelines um, that the NHS has provided for us, we, you know, take a parcel to the house, knock on the door, then we, you know, leave the front porch or the front door and go back to the sidewalk and then make sure that the person gets the parcel. Food bank is a... uh, government uh non-for-profit ran um organization that helps feed um those in need and provide food for people that would normally go without if they didn't have uh this support and so yeah it's uh, like an emergency three-day supply of food canned and dry goods 
Yeah. And so it's really cool to see how the community has come together and helped one another. And like during this virus, you know, keeping to my social distancing, I've still, I've ran into um, all my neighbors, you know, two houses down on each side um, and been able to talk with them and spend time with them. Um, that's something that has changed. You know, uh, the, there was one day where I spent three hours with a, uh, you know, out on the street, uh, talking with my neighbor at their door and just getting to know them. Um, you know, so all my work is transferred from the church to home, except for the, the food bank. That's why I shared that first. And so, uh, everything's, you know, um, online doing now, you know, uh, multiple Bible studies with, uh, several different people and, um, you know, worship is all done um on video so um that's been interesting to see um the change from uh leading worship um on a sunday morning with a group of people to uh it being turned into a music video for um <laughs> the the morning service you know yeah. for for the video that everybody watches so you know just like ben and simon they pre-record their sermons um we pre-record our worship songs and so we're doing we're following all the uh, again the the uk uh guidelines that that they have for social distancing and and the do's and don'ts in this time for this crisis we're following that um yeah. So that's kind of like what has changed schedule wise. Yeah. Everything's at home. Lots of differences for both of us. Do you have more downtime than you were used to? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now I'm reading books. I used to have, uh, I have trouble reading. So uh, I, main thing is concentration. Uh, my mind um, goes down rabbit holes or, or realms of thoughts. Uh, and runs with that thought instead of staying on page and reading what the entire, what the author is actually uh, talking about. And so my imagination just shoots off and I, you know, um, so learning how to concentrate and empty my mind and those thoughts. And when I'm reading, you know, uh, mere Christianity by CS Lewis. Um, and then the, we're, we're doing that, you know, that Dietrich, um, life together um reading that and um thinking about those things and it's provided me the time and the space to actually give genuine um study to what i'm actually studying i should say when it comes to reading that's awesome yeah how did, how has covid19 changed your responsibilities in your daily tasks it has changed it quite a bit. Um, I, I've sort of asked myself this question, like, how do I live on mission in Wales while not being physically in Wales right now? And what mm. does that look like? Um, and it's cool because even though I'm physically here in Florida, everybody's moved to doing things virtually through Zoom or through different platforms. And so there's there's almost not a huge difference right now in me being here versus being there because even those of you who are there are getting together and doing things on Zoom. So um, I try to remind myself of that 
when I miss everyone and miss Wales. Um, but I have a bit of a different experience, I think, than you. So one of my primary responsibilities prior to quarantine was kids ministry and being in the room with the kids most weeks. And now I am teaching the kids through a video camera. So I'm pre-recording the story that I'm teaching or some songs and hand motions, um, like coming up with some activities that they can easily do at home, but I'm doing it all like in a room alone with a video camera. (laughs) And uh, I find it really difficult. I think it's working out, but um, that's what other people tell me, but it's still, I feel awkward a little bit um, because I do feed off the energy of the room when I'm teaching. I feed off the energy of the kids and that really pushes me forward. And then with teaching kids especially, you can read the room and read the faces and see when they are disengaging, when they're not getting it, or when something Mm -hmm. is landing really well, and maybe you want to expand on that, like all of that is gone. And so I've had to really trust um, that the, the Holy Spirit does not need me, um, that the teaching he does he does the teaching and he does the transformation and so i just have to trust that me being on that video camera and those kids watching those videos like the holy spirit's going to do the work and um i i hope that he is and and some of the kids are engaging really well i'm excited for what it might mean for families to get to watch together and do the stories together and some of the activities um so I'm hopeful for, for how that could change families. Um, but that's one of the primary ways that things have changed. The other is just that, yeah, we still have our, our Monday staff meeting every week, and, and that's over Zoom. We uh, meet together. So right now, as Isaac mentioned, we're going through Life Together, which is a book by Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Um, We read, we discuss as a group, um, and that has switched to Zoom. Um, We just live in Zoom now. This is where we live. Um, What else? Prayer meetings weekly are on Zoom. So some of that stuff, some, some, yeah, pastoral care has to happen via text or phone call. So that's sort of a shift and it's all just figuring out how to navigate this when we can't physically be together. So I, um, and then I've been learning some new things. So like doing this podcast is something that's new and different and Isaac and I are learning as we go along. And that's been a fun new challenge. Shooting video and editing video has been a new challenge. Um, so it's been a cool opportunity to learn some new things as we shift and change the way that we do ministry in light of coronavirus. But yeah, that's me. All right. So you've heard how our lives look a little bit different, job responsibilities shifting in the world of ministry and interns in ministry. Um, so we will move on to our Lost in Translation episode. So Isaac... Do you have a story to share with us? 
I, I do. Uh, so that, I cannot wait. Another, my first, my first two. So uh, honest, this is such an amazing, uh, the, my first two, uh, th- actually, I, I should say three months. My first, my first three months was living with um, Ben and Lois and we living with Ben and Lois. I got to know them just on a, a very amazing um, personal level her and her boys that they, they, they have two boys, Evan and, um, Caleb. And so Ev and Cal are just amazing as well. But so the loss in translation was with Lois again. Um, Lois had asked me if I wanted to go to the shop. And so, um, I was in shorts and a t-shirt. And so I said, yeah, uh, just one moment, I'm going to put on some pants and I started to go upstairs and um, she just kind of like tie Do you know how like the, you just know something's off and something happened? And so like uh, time just really slowed down and the, the air got really heavy and there was just this awkwardness going on. And, I'll, and I am clueless. I'm like, what is, are you okay? <laughs> like, <laughs> she, she's just, she's got this look on her face. Like, why would you, why? <laughs> like, what are you t- <laughs> Like, what are you talking about? And so what I learned is that um, uh, pants is what they call underwear in, in Wales. And, and, and pants are, well, they call pants trousers. Um, yes. So it, it was just. Um, so Isaac actually was, had to put on his trousers, not trousers, his underwear. Yes, yes. <laughs> because. <laughs> Funny Can thing. you imagine what was going through Lois's head? Oh my god, it was. I, I actually, I do want to get uh, Lois on here at some point in time, just to run oh, for through. sure. Okay, we've had the loss in translation. Uh, you know, uh, two different um, times where uh, you know it was specific between me and Lois, and it was just me and Lois in the room the time that it happened. You know, like um, it, it was just so awesome the patience that Ben and Lois had for me and the learning curves that that we went through together I'm sure there's a lot that they were like you know you know um, at night you know talking to each other when they're like like can you believe you said that or (laughs) (laughs) we definitely need to get them on to hear the other side of the story um we also just need to get Lois on because she's amazing and we just need to interview her and um, hear yes. more about, we really need to get Ben and Lois on and have them tell us how they started Hope Church Ronda and, and how that all happened. Cause it's an amazing story. So we'll have to do that on a later episode. Get them, get them both on here. Yeah, definitely. It was, it had to have been at first um, too much, too much information, TMI, <laughs> to begin with. Until it was all this, until it was all. But the great thing is, too, each conversation that I've ever had with anybody where the translation was lost, um, it was easily the transition to explaining what is going down or why I said what I said or me even uh, question. I can't think of anything at the moment right now, but me questioning somebody else like did you just really say that? Yeah. Um, it has been really good transition to explain like, 
yeah, I, I, I wear, I wear underwear all the time. I don't need to put on, a, like, <laughs> you know, we might like, be getting a little TMI here on this podcast so, now, now that we know about uh, your habits. I didn't, I did not mean to, dang it. See, Isaac's face um, is getting red. Oh, it's an even, should we, yeah, should we just uh, should, transition, transition over to mine? Yeah. What is yours? Yeah. I'll save you. What is your loss in translation? <laughs> Um, so mine happened, uh, a few weeks ago and, uh, Lizzie who is on the church staff, uh, she and I were texting and she was out just buying some things for the church, um, buying supplies and things. And I was working in the office doing some organization. And so I texted her and asked her if she was still out and running errands. And she said, yeah, what do you need? And I responded and I said, I'd like some, some more sheet protectors. I think I've used all of the ones that we've had. And she says, um, as in hole punched plastic wallets. And I'm thinking hole punched plastic wallets. I mean, I guess that describes what I'm talking about. So I think it's the same thing. And so I said, yes. And it turns out, yeah, sheet protectors is what we would call them. And is that what you would call them, Isaac? Like the clear things that you slide a sheet of paper in and they have the three hole punch that you can put them in a binder. Or just sheet protectors. Yeah. Yeah. That's so sheet protectors, but they call them, she called them hole punched plastic wallets. And then I thought it was hilarious. And so I took a screenshot of that little piece and I posted on my Instagram stories hole punch. I mean, it's, Just it's like a la- great explanation. It is. Hole punch plastic wallets. Like. But then I, so I posted on my Instagram stories and obviously I'm friends with a lot of my, um, my Welsh friends on Instagram. And I had so many people looking at you, Lois and Hannah and a few others that, that responded and said, Oh, we call those Polly pockets. And I was like, Polly pockets. Polly pockets. Polly Pockets were like the little toys from when we were younger and, you know, like a Polly Pocket. And they're like, yeah, we call it a Polly Pocket. So, uh, I mean, to be fair, it's a more fun name than Sheet Protector. I'd rather call it a right, Polly Pocket. Yeah. So um, that was that was one of my favorite moments this time around. So, all right, let's um, let's move on to what we've learned this week. So who would like to go first? Nest goes. Isaac is we that's, okay. that's another one. So we a, do y'all hopefully y'all listening, our friends in America know about nose goes. Like you put your finger on your nose if like people are volunteering for something and the last person to put their finger on their nose has to do it. Well, Isaac and I had to teach our friends here in Wales about that, specifically in our staff meetings. So Isaac was just putting his finger on his nose. Um, so I guess I'll go first. Mine, I'm really excited about mine this week. I am super excited about my what I learned. So I am currently living with my mom here in Florida because I gave up my home when I moved to Wales. And uh, we decided to start a new little home improvement project. Mm. and replace the light fixture and mirror and mm. it's the bat it's the bathroom that I use while I'm here but it's also sort of the guest bathroom so um I learned how to replace the light fixture and I am so excited 
like my mom, see my grandfather taught my mom all of this stuff. And so now she taught me. Um, and along the way, we had a little mishap where uh, we didn't, you know how in, in the sink you can plug the drain so that nothing falls down the mm-hmm. drain. Well, we were working right above the sink with these tiny screws and mm-hmm. uh, I dropped one and it went right down the drain. So along the way, I also learned how to fetch something that falls down the drain by removing the pipes underneath of the sink where mm-hmm. it kind of dips. Does that make sense at all? But I learned how to do both of those things. And I we have a new light fixture now. And I am so proud of myself. And we removed like the, it was both, um, her house wasn't built that long ago. So it's just like the builder grade sort of Hollywood lights that were above it. So we replaced that. And then just like the slab mirror, just like it's a sheet of just mirror, not framed or anything. And so we removed that and ordered a new mirror. So now we have to repair the walls and do a few other things, but like super excited about learning how to do that. That's really awesome. Did you watch out, Chip and Joanna? Do you do all the? uh, Did you go like on YouTube or did you research? Like no, my mom taught me. My mom knows how to do all that. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So Isaac, what did you learn this week? I learned. You're gonna laugh. So uh, I had a brain fart moment cooking. Was cooking um, a whole chicken, and so I used a. um, There's no cookware that was deep enough or big enough to be able to house the chicken, but also put liquid in it. Um, you know, uh, so, so that the, the meat doesn't dry out. So, um, I used a, um, why can't I think, um, a pot. And yeah. so I put, I put it in the, um, put it in the oven. I cooked it grabbed the, the mittens to, to pull out the pot and put it on the stove. And then I, I looked around and I grabbed, um, I grabbed a lid, uh, from the, the, the cabinet and I put the lid on top of the, on top of the pot. And I was like, okay, I'm going to let it set. And so I walked away from it grab the glass, come back. And I'm like, well, I'll just move it. I don't know why, but I grabbed the pot. No. <laughs> both hands. <laughs> yeah. It had just so come I, out of the oven. Yes. I was <laughs> like 400 Yikes. degrees. I, I burned. Um, I think it was just because I just put a lid on and I just grabbed the lid that maybe I don't know that my brain didn't say, "Hey, what you just grabbed with mittens is still as hot as it was when you Were just your put hands it on top blistered." No, I so I had uh, I I brought with me a uh, burn uh, neosporin, and so um, that's actually one thing um, they don't have neosporin in the UK. I know, isn't that crazy? I don't know what the substance is. Run it under is. cold water, though. Yeah, I immediately okay. did that. Yeah. So I immediately ran it under cold water. Okay. Um, and then after I ran it under cold water for like a minute, um, I went upstairs immediately and looked to see if I had Neosporin because that was the first thing I thought of. And th- that's one, that's actually one thing that I do pack no matter where I go <laughs> for a cut. I don't know, just probably something that my dad taught us <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> again. Uh, electrical tape is sterile. So if you need to actually tape up your, 
uh, your cut. Um, you can wrap your finger in electrical tape before you get to where you need to go. Instead of a Band-Aid or a plaster, yeah. as they would call it in the UK. Uh, they call it plaster? Yeah, a Band-Aid, is, they're a, it's a plaster. Oh, wow. I yeah. guess I haven't cut myself yet to ask for, for one. Yeah. Wow. That's funny. Well, I'm glad that you are unharmed. Yes, I magically, it's just, I can feel um, the skin where it burned on my, on my hand. Um, whenever okay, don't I go TMI again. Fingers. Don't go TMI. Yeah, sorry. We, don't, we don't need this. Um, but no Isaacs were harmed in the taping of this podcast. <laughs> at the moment, no. So what you learned is not to touch hot things. Is that? <laughs> yeah, don't, don't touch hot things, especially when they come right out of the oven. Uh, but how was the chicken? Minutes. Did the chicken turn um, out well? I haven't eaten it because I, I cooked it really. It had to be cooked and I did not cook it. I didn't eat supper. And then it was like eight o'clock. Um, so I was like, well, I'm not eating supper now. It's too late. Like, um, and so I still haven't even tasted the chicken to see if it was okay mm. in the fridge. Well, you should have that for dinner tonight. Well, that that's our show for today. That's all of our segments. Um, mm, it is. Yeah, that's that's episode two in the books. It's crazy, but uh, we are glad that y'all came back and joined us again this week. Uh, again, we would love your feedback. Tell us what you want us to talk about, topics you want us to cover, questions you have for us. We would love to address all of those things. Um, so our email addresses will be in the show notes below. So you can check those out. Feel free to email us, contact us. Um, we'd love to hear from you. And uh, that's our show for today. So we will see you back here same time next week. See ya. Bye. Bye.